Hey, everybody. Welcome to Speaking of Schmodown, a sports talk show devoted to the movie trivia Schmodown. I am Jay Wade. Uh, Dean is not with us this week. Family stuff going on for the holidays, understandably. Be back next week. Double D, Dan is here. How you doing, buddy? Man, I have some great, I've had a great uh, two weeks. I'm happy to start off the new year, and I've actually made some progress on discovering those impossible scores that uh, I talked about on our first uh, show. Excellent. Excellent. And on that note, man, uh, we, we got a little bit shorter of a show this week, and uh, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to take you guys right now to Double D's Sexy Numbers. What's going on with All the- right. So, yeah. So, this week, Christian kind of announced some of the draft picks. So, let's just start. In, and with these 20-plus uh, uh, competitors, uh, factions are actually going to be looking to get a higher points. So let's just start with the singles where they could improve their numbers. Uh, with, so uh, we can see that the dungeon and the den scored pretty low with 12 and 11 points. So they're looking to get some uh, singles. Maybe Dan Merle can actually help out with that. Uh, Swag with 17 points, uh, Rockstars with 20 and the usual suspects got 19. So they can actually improve their scores and corruption and the Finstock exchange did pretty well. So let's move on with teams. Uh, even though Corruption won uh, the faction uh, championship, they could improve, but the people that really do need uh, better teams is the Finstock Exchange with five points, the Den with five points, the Dungeon really needs help, as well as the Usual Suspect with zero points. So they're looking for a really strong team. Uh, but Swag, Quirky Mercs, and the Rockstars did pretty well, which obviously it happened. So let's move on to Inner Geekdom. Uh, so we see that the usual suspects, once again, they did not score any points in Inner Geekdom. So they're looking for an Inner Geekdom player, as well as the Den and Quirky Mercs. Uh, they scored, uh, the Den scored three points, and uh, Quirky Mercs scored six. Swag with 13. Dungeon, the Dungeon with uh, 11, and the Stars, I apologize, they changed their name. The Stars are looking to improve their scores. But obviously, Corruption is dominating Inner Geekdom. And with that, let's move on to the last but best division, the Star Wars division. Uh, Quirky Mercs and the Dungeon scored zero points, so they're looking for a Star Wars competitor. Uh, the Den has scored three points. Uh, Corruption also scored three points, but uh, I believe that Laura Kelly is uh, a strong competitor, so I think that they're good if uh, Shannon uh, gets her in the draft. Usual Suspects scored three points, so they're looking for a Star Wars competitor. Uh, uh, Rockstars has the champ, but uh, obviously they're looking to improve that score of six points. Uh, Finstock Exchange and me. Is also scored uh, the fixed stock exchange also scored six points, so they're looking for a good competitor. Or they actually they have uh, Andrew Demolante, but uh, he needs to improve. But Swag they won that division, so I believe that they're going to keep uh, Ace because of that. So with that, that will conclude uh, our sexy numbers with me, and hopefully, good luck to those factions. Hopefully, they can get uh, some good competitors this time around. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be uh, interesting to see coming up, and I can't wait to uh, get more into the season 
and getting some more stats from you because, like I've said before, I'm not a numbers kind of guy. So it's interesting to me, and the graphics help me out personally very much. Uh, yeah. But uh, with that, guys, we're going to move on real quick to our regular segment that we have here uh uh, on the show here, Frenchie's Corner. We're going to bring in Louis, the Frenchie Monette. How are you yeah. doing, sir? Good. We are new, in a new year, hoping there's going to be a lot less uh, depressing stuff and depressing news. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm ready to start the new year by talking to Snowdown. And, you know, we talked about this a bit before. Um, but my first question for you, my man, is, you know, Finstock Exchange was, you know, the winner. Everyone thought they were going to dominate. Everyone thought that it was a sure thing because, hey, we got Finstock. We got the the four horsemen. What could go wrong? (laughs) Boy, did it go wrong. Uh, Now, my question to you is, could Finstock Exchange have avoided dropping uh, from the top three? Yes or no, my man? No. Why? Uh, well, I mean, I'll start at the very beginning. You know, we had the live match in Atlanta, and we had uh, we had two faction mates going head-to-head there. Uh, that was a rough one, all the build-up to that, the who's going to manage who, is there going to be – it just – it was a – their whole season, it started on such a high note with, with like, uh, the thought, okay? But then, really, it even goes back to before that. It goes to the to the draft night, uh, Roka going in the fourth round and all of the, the, I mean, it all really, really, it did really, it all started there. And then, and then I think the, the point where it was like, there's no turning back. They have absolutely no shot at all. I can't believe they made it as high as they did in the rankings. Uh, was that Atlanta match, man? That's when they shoot, showed their true colors that there's, there's ego and, and, and they can't do it, man. Ego does not necessarily mean you're going to lose, right? Uh, ego just means you need to manage, right? Uh, and, and you know, they're, they're champions. They're, they're, they have a lot of, of things of experience and they're veterans, right? What really, in my, I say yes, what really could have changed everything <clears throat> is Finstock making moves, right? Uh, Finstock really... It, made it very one note and it says there's not much things that change in the rosters. Uh, he really relied on the four horsemen. Uh, but if he would have shooken up, you know, uh, from the get go, uh, maybe one of the four horsemen did an exchange, bringing a new dynamic to take away that ego a bit, it could have changed something. Uh, but Finstock's hard headedness and, you know, it was a proven thing in the past. So why not, you know, retry it? But he could have avoided it just by taking off that ego uh, and just put in a new dynamic. That being said, something else that could have helped is having an assistant, right? Uh, having a, a, a second face. Um, it didn't work for the Den, but it could have worked for Finstock because there's really awkward situations. Him managing two people uh, or, you know, uh, him sometimes managing and you can see things could could. You know, it was awkward. He was not giving necessarily the, the the best advice, and you know, stepping away, pulling the strings, knowing your what your team is, but sometimes putting in someone else and them managing uh, certain matches could have definitely turned things around. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not going to agree on this. But he definitely had top three material, 
but he stayed too stagnant and he was too involved, uh, too close into it that, you know, it kind of backfired on him. But it could have definitely been avoided. No. Win a goldfish here. Win a goldfish here. We're talking about <laughs> Lil Bobby and the Juice, dude. There's, his, everything about Finstock is ego. There's no way it could have been set aside at any moment. And I have this whole big master plan argument uh, written out here in front of me. Uh, I was going to put you in your place for the first time so far in Frenchie's corner. I was going to put you in your place, dude. But but I threw that out the window. Because now that I think about it, that draft told us every single thing we need to know. He, 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 he started with that draft. Drafting Roka fourth, I personally don't care what place I'm drafted in. I care of the team that I'm on, but that started trouble there. And then he, and, and I'm not saying, any, and this doesn't take away from anyone's uh, uh, talent or their ability, their skill, uh, their competitive heart, anything like that. But it's also kind of clear to me that that he he drafted based on who was hot at the time. Based on name recognition, uh, who was hot at the time? Uh, in the in the, it's just no, dude. I'm no, sorry, but, we're talking about Bobby Finstock here. Yeah, dude. but again, to go against what you just said, he drafted Barbarian. Not much people knew what he what he's going to do, and he proven the that was solid. my point. And nothing against the Barbarian. I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, I've rooted for him every match, and I want him to kick ass. But all I'm right, saying, all right, he was a hot name at the time. Take a chill, Puma J. Wade. Don't, don't, don't blow a gasket here. Um, Mountain okay. Dew does it every time. Dude. <laughs> All right, so going on to the next topic. Uh, this is a heated argument because I really don't believe in this. Do power couples work in the schmodown? I don't know what you're going to say. Bring it on. Go ahead. Yes, they absolutely do work, dude. Um, I mean, I've got examples here of power couples in the schmodown. I mean, you know, and, and I'll run through them really quick, dude. I mean, first, and we're talking couples who are in the schmodown that, that you know, okay, well, the I put this in on the list for one reason, one reason only, and that is because Sabrina went out there and, and said that they were a power couple. Uh, first of all, no offense, Sabrina, I'm a huge fan of hers. I still think that her best team partner would be John the Outlaw Roca. I want that so bad. Mm-hmm. But uh but she's not experienced enough to uh be considered any part uh, of a of a power couple, especially not with baby heel <laughs> Hannah. Uh, yeah. That's right. I said it. Baby heel Hannah. He's still just yapping at everybody's heels, dude, trying to get a piece of the action ain't going to happen. Sam and Rachel, you got them and you look at their combined or their individual uh, accomplishments, rather. And you think the combined they would uh, be ruling. I, I stop you right there. Everything you just mentioned, right, didn't make a difference. Did not make a difference in the season. You just said Sam and Rachel were in the standings. Where are they in the freaking standings? They were almost last, right? Um, I'm working something. All right, but look, listen to me, okay? Listen to me for a first second here. Okay. What, what's the other power couples you name, right? Well, we Sabrina and Baby Heel, but we're throwing them out. Yeah. But Ken and Grace, they used to be a power couple. And, I mean, and, so and, it did work at one time, but but we can't really say that anymore. But but yeah, exactly. That's my point. Okay, we can't okay, say but, that anymore. We cannot Ma- say that anymore. Yeah, Alex and Molly, I do want to throw them out that they have potential, but yeah. they're not getting power. But there is one. There is one power couple out there, dude. Mike and Shannon, dude. Mike is the top player. Shannon is the top manager. They're a couple. 
Therefore, you got a fucking power couple, dude. What are you talking about? Manager of the year. If she (laughs) isn't, it's a fucking disgrace. Okay, Kalinowski kicked everybody's ass. Uh, Dude, how do you not say that there's not a power couple and then it doesn't work? Very easy. Right there and then, the player uh, for when it came to came to points is Collins. Collins is not in question of power couple. Uh, Kalinowski did a good job. But honestly, they won because of Shannon and Collins. Shannon really managed the hell out of the, that team. Kalinowski did good, but it is not a combination of Shannon and Kalinowski that brought to the top. It's Shannon, her job, her vision, no. and it's Collins' win no. that really brought it. No. Ah. Dude, Kalinowski made moves that, that, that were just amazing, moves that he's never made before, moves that could have screwed everybody over, and he pulled it off, dude. You bring up Collins, but I'm just going to say this. Where's the other part of the, of the Collins power couple here? We're talking about power couples. I'm saying that Mike is the top player. You're saying no, that it's Collins. Okay, cool, whatever. That's a different discussion. We're talking <laughs> about power couples. Mike Kalinowski and Shannon Barney, dude. I don't think and that's my point exactly. Uh, that power couple didn't won because it's not a combination of both that actually brought them to the top, right? So they are a couple, but it's not because of the power couple of Shannon and Kalinowski. Shannon brought it, and Shannon's not a couple. She's a lone star, right? She's the manager, the head honcho of the uh, – Hey, I'm Dude, just saying – Kalinowski was killing it before she even entered the showdown. Who's uh, my J-Wade? Who's uh, breathing? All right. <laughs> All oh, right. Man. You're killing me, dude. Every week, we never agree, but it at least makes for a good conversation. Yeah, it does, man. I need to relax now, dude. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, any last thoughts about our two topics, my friend? No, dude. I can't handle it anymore right now. I went off of this corner. I'm going to go chill on the other corner across the way and see what's going on over there. You're going to leave me alone in the snow and the cold, Jay Wade? It's called Frenchie's Corner, not Wade's Corner. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So what's up next, my friend? Uh, Next, we got Laura Kelly coming up. Uh, You guys all know her and love her from the Schmodown. Uh, Laura Kelly is, well, she... We're not sure how exactly uh, this is going to shape up, but uh, she at least last season she was on Corruption. Uh, we were just talking about Shannon and Mike. Uh, Laura Kelly, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing very well. Uh, Jay White, can I recommend, like, the Calm app or <laughs> something in that realm, maybe, for, for when the power couple conversation comes up again? Man, my heart is still racing. I, I, I feel I make the best argument, but I all I can do is make the argument. Yeah, at one point, he just yells. He just, like, yells words. Th- that's my go-to. Well, when, I don't, yeah. when I don't think yeah. I can win, yeah. I just yell louder. <laughs> it's one way to do it. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to do, do a little round robin here and ask you some questions about Schmodown, and then absolutely would be wasted if we did not uh, get your opinion on some Star Wars stuff to wrap it up. So, uh We'll, we'll get some Schmodown stuff going on since this is a Schmodown show. We're going to start off with uh, Double D Dan down there. Uh, what do you got, man? All right, Laura, welcome. Uh, it's glad to see you again because uh, first time I saw you was at Star Wars Celebration uh, 2019. So uh, I was there in the audience. Uh, and you were really good. I mean, you were uh, first round, you were perfect. Second round, I think you were perfect and scored like four points worth of steals. 
Uh, you only just missed one question, I think, in the final round. So uh, and we've seen your progress uh, throughout the Shmodan over the years. So what advice would you give to these new rookies that are coming in that might be in the Star Wars division? Ooh, you know, it's hard to say because it's like you kind of have to get your own like study methods and then just hold them really secret and don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, because I think that's that's really been, I think, where I've sort of built an edge or is where some of my, my study methods come into play. And then th- just this year, um, I learned some new ones from some anonymous sources. And I think that, that is, that's really the value in the faction system. Um, in, in sort of forming, you know, alliances around the Schmodown has, has come in handy very much this year. Um, I think that the biggest, the best advice I can give to anybody coming into this game is to make a, you just got to make a schedule and stick to it. And it's really hard this time of year when it's like Christmas and New Year's and TikTok exists. And I have a full-blown addiction to that now. So I'm not really <laughs> sure how I'm supposed to study now when I get in bed and all I want to do is just sit and scroll for hours. Um, so it's really, you know, that's really the biggest key. Set a schedule, stick to it, have like a calendar written out where it's like I'm studying this movie on this day for this many days. Uh, mm-hmm. And that that's the biggest, I think that's the best advice I can give to anyone. And uh, on my end, uh, you had an amazing year this year, but you kind of answered it a tiny bit without revealing any secrets. Uh, what do you, do you plan to change anything in your approach for this season? Like, what's your, your mindset coming in in the new season? You know, for right now, it's, I'm really just kind of, I'm trying to just stay relaxed. That's really kind of been the biggest thing. It's been a rough year. <laughs> 2020 was really hard on everyone. Uh, it was really nice sort of getting to know the new virtual process. Um, and we were really, we were some of the really early on compet- or you know, matches going virtual were the Star Wars ones that happened back in like early May. Um, so it was definitely, there was a little bit of a learning curve getting used to that, not having as many nerves now, I think is gonna be the biggest change, just being a little bit more relaxed with it. I've sort of gotten to know the character part of it a little bit better and looking forward to sort of bringing that back. But I don't think it's gonna be I'm hoping that it just won't be as much work or as much, there won't be as many nerves maybe this mm. year. Fingers crossed anyway. <laughs> Dan, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I thought Dan was going. Okay. <laughs> We're on a schedule, Dan, come on. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, so, um, so we all know that since uh, I think in 2019, you wanted to take uh, the belt from Alex. So, but we saw this year that your faction was actually kind of ruining for Alex because the championship would have been over for the faction wars. So what was it like to root for an opponent that you want to take the belt from? (laughs) It was funny, you know, and it was strange because they, they did have a few of us. I mean, I know you all saw at spectacular, they had a few of us come on and like, actually react to that video ahead of time and sort of record a reaction. And I was just like the whole time I was just like, I don't, know what I'm supposed to be doing with my face because I feel like I'm supposed to be rooting against him. I don't, it it feels weird to root against Alex, but you know, at the same time, our faction worked really, really hard this year. I mean, we put in the hours um, to our, our process and our study sessions. I mean, you know, not just me. I think I kind of, I took a pretty decent break over the summer, but the entire time that I wasn't in on the study sessions, I mean, they were going hard, Oh, every week, multiple nights a week, um, staying up super late. And it's 
it was even, I mean, I don't know how they did it, but Marisol and Adam are on the East coast and it was even later for them than it was for me. I was like, I'm out at 11 PM. I have to go to sleep now because I'm actually a thousand years old. Um, Mm. But they, you know, they went real hard. So it was, it was a pleasure really to get to like, get to see that rewarded in a really big way. It felt really good. As weird as it also felt cheering for Alex. (laughs) Plus it gives you the chance to actually take that belt away from him. Fingers crossed. Yeah. That's the plan. (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah well you're definitely gonna have another shot next uh next season at that uh taking that belt away so definitely look forward to that uh well you were gonna say something there Fringy. yeah i'm just curious uh hypothetically if you could encapsulate a, a moment in your season and store it forever in your memory bank what memory what what event uh, you went through this season you would encapsulate and just keep forever Oh man, that's a hard one. That I mean, there were so many really great moments. I think for me, it was like, it was really getting to see the positive reaction that I got to my promos. I mm. put a lot of work into those and worked really hard on them. And the fact, you know, it felt weird because I'm I'm not in the studio. I'm having to. I'm sitting here in my bedroom, like you know shooting these things doing take after take because I was trying to get it all in one which was stupid I shouldn't have bothered with that but I did um, but they turned out really really well and I was really happy with it so that was that was a real pleasure was getting to see um, sort of the positive reinforcement I got from that because you know playing the heel was not something I was familiar with at all but basically what I was told is like okay you're a bad guy what you need to expect now is that when you enter a room that there are going to be booze and that's fine and i had to i had that wrapped in my mind but the fact that i had like a, this whole new cheering squad behind me that was really really cool so i was really proud of that yeah and i i must say uh by the way i am part of schmoltz and north and they absolutely love you uh, from the last uh, conversation so they wanted to say a quick hi um but us and the boys were surprised when we saw the promos and saw your sif site come out it was refreshing it was unexpected and it was exactly uh, what we needed without even knowing we needed it. So it worked 100%, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hello to all of them as well. And yeah, I really appreciate it. It was it was really fun. It was a way to like sort of hide the nerves a little bit and just, I don't know, show a different side. It would just it made it so much fun this year. So I hope that it's not something I ever have to go back to being on the light side. I kind of like it over here on the dark side. So you found your alter, alter ego. You really found the inner Sif in you. I'd like to think so, but I also think that I haven't, you know, I haven't had enough time to really unleash it. You know, I had two matches this year, which is more than some players played. I'll admit that, but it wasn't enough time for me. And I just want, I want, that's all I want. I just want more time to get to explore this and to get to show this off and to, you know, take it in different directions and, that's that's really all I'm begging for out of this free agency and this draft period is that just let me let me stick with what I'm doing and, mm-hmm. and you know see what other places we can take it. I'll, I'll shut up after this because I'm I'm hogging uh, I'm hogging the question. Sorry, <laughs> but I, I'm just curious. It, now you you found your inner Sif. What is your Sif name? Oh, you mean like not besides like lights out? Yeah, like if you be yeah. an actual Sif, what like uh, um, you know, Darth something? What would be your your Sif name? Oh, I haven't given it any thought, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I have no idea. It's a good question. I should probably put some thought into it. You know, I've done those quizzes that are just like you use like the last four letters or the first four letters of your last name, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, 
that doesn't really give me anything. So <laughs> I should sit down and figure out, I should type in the Sith generator name into Google and find one out. But yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a good answer for it. Well, that's not as fun as making up your own. I mean, is it? Yeah, but it <laughs> it takes the creativity part of it out of it for me. And any part of the work that I don't have to do, that's 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 the thumbs up for me. There you go. Just do it. Go. Uh, just go to uh, the Polish word of something. And <laughs> there you go. True, true. Um, and, and yes, of course, uh, speaking of Schmodown is the name of the show, but uh, little known fact here, I, I stole that name from, I, I always wanted to have a Star Wars show called Speaking of Star Wars, and I stole that for this show. But uh, since we're here speaking of Star Wars, on Speaking of Schmodown, uh, there were a lot of new shows announced coming up on Disney+. Plus. Uh, what do you think about it all? What are you looking forward to the most of, uh, of what, what we've been uh, let into? or what well, we've been let in on. Yeah, I'm really excited. I was not at all expecting the number of announcements that we got out of the Disney Investor Day. That was really intense and really exciting. <laughs> um, so that was that was great. I think the one that I'm most excited for is probably Ahsoka. Um, mm. I know that that was sort of a, a divisive episode this year in The Mandalorian, The you know, Chapter 13, I think it was, that acted as a sort of backdoor pilot for this new Ahsoka series. Um, but... I was really into it and it was, I thought that was this, the most exciting thing I've ever seen was getting to see Ahsoka's live action lightsabers. That was, I mean, it just completely blew my mind at every turn. So the fact that I'm now get an entire series of just that and Thrawn potentially, I mean, there, there is no, that's the peak for me. I don't know if there's any way that they'll ever be able to top it. So that's the one that I'm most excited for by far. It's what we call nerdgasm, right? Like seeing the the, the first time Ahsoka, you just you, you kind of like lose thought and just like you know lose yourself and never thought that would be possible. And then you you actually see in front of your eyes. It's it's an amazing thing. Um, I'm I'm curious. Um, I know last time when you talked to the boys of Schmoltz and North, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we asked you about the like high uh, the the New High Republic, what you were your thoughts, and you weren't too excited about it. Now knowing this is on a sift. Uh, perspective of that time period did that change uh, your your thoughts about the, the the new show in the high republic time um not really i was excited for the leslie headland project just period i loved russian doll and i thought she killed mm-hmm. it on that series so i was i was just excited for what she was doing at all regardless of what it was um, I was sort of surprised to hear that it was going to be something in the High Republic because I felt like they were so insistent that it was a publishing initiative and nothing more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's interesting that they ended up going that route because now I feel a lot more obligated to read those books. And unfortunately, that's the thing for me that's really fallen off this year in terms of my my regular reading habits. I've just... I can't read a book anymore. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I wish I could. And I'm hoping that something will get me back into it. But I did read... Um, one of the the advanced like excerpts that came out for Claudia Gray's new book um, that's part of the High Republic that comes out in February. And I was very intrigued and really enjoyed that because I started reading the beginning of, I think like the first eight chapters are out there that you can read of the Charles Soule novel. I love Charles Soule's comics, but that, that book and the story and the part of it that I read just the beginning didn't draw me in quite as much as the Claudia Gray stuff. And I think that's, I mean, that really speaks to the strength of her. Um, of her writing she really knows how to just 
pull you in and make her characters really intriguing and make you really excited to learn more. So I'm excited to dive further into that book. Um, but overall, The High Republic wasn't a super appealing topic for me. It should have because we get to explore a whole new side of the universe, a whole new time period. We get to see the Jedi when they're at their peak. But for me, I was just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a lot more excited for that Ahsoka show and season three of The Mandalorian and even kind of the book of Boba Fett that I am for anything in the High Republic in general. And I'm hoping I'll change my mind once those books release and I can actually sit and I, I do the audiobooks just because I cannot, literally cannot read anymore. Um, I, I just listen to them and that's uh, how I get through them. But once I get through those, I'll probably change my mind and be whistling a different tune, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do have a follow-up real quick. You brought up Book of Boba Fett. Um, when I first, well, not my first thought, my first thought when I saw that post credit scene and all that was just like, that was my childhood, like dream coming true. <laughs> just, I was one of those kids. Boba Fett was oh, shit, man. Uh, but then it, later on, it occurred to me. Um, and, and I don't know because I just am not, maybe I hope, you know, is, is, uh, is Jabba's son still alive? And if so, is it possible we could see him come back to, to, to his dad's palace and challenge, uh, Boba Fett? Stinky, I hadn't right? given that on a thought, but I love that. Yeah. Rada, <laughs> AKA Stinky, yes. uh, yes. AKA Punky Muffin. He has so many great yeah. names. Uh, he really was, I, I sometimes get the feeling I'm like, do you think that they were really kind of going for the the baby Yoda thing with Rada back in the day. And they're like, Oh, we failed at that. Whoopsies. <laughs> uh, no. I sometimes wonder, he's got those big bug eyes. He's awfully cute. Um, but yeah, I'd be, I would be curious to see Rada come back. It'd be really kind of funny to have to force people to go back and rewatch the clone wars movie. You all just get to suffer the same fate that I do having to watch it multiple times a year. <laughs> but I love that theory. It's a fun one. And well, uh, I, I trust anything by Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau at this point. So if they bring him back, I'm going to be, okay, let's see what they're going to do with it. So Cross fingers, it's practical props and not digital because good yes. Lord, digital Hadiths does not work for me. <laughs> no. Um, if if uh, the boys don't have any other questions, I, I, I do have a speculative one. I had one, but I forgot it, so go ahead. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Uh, I'm I'm just curious. If Disney would approach you and say, hey, Laura Kelly, we want you to write the next book or the next comic about Star Wars, what angle or what character or, like, what story would you uh, want to, to, to tell? Um, you know, that's a really good question. And I don't know really what I would want to put on screen. I've gotten that question before, and I'm sort of stumped. But I would really love to get a novel from Harris and Dula's point of view from Star Wars Rebels. I would love to just like pick up where Star Wars season Star Wars Rebels season four ended, get us to where she is in Alphabet Squadron, where she's a general fighting off the remnants of the Empire. I just would like to know what was that entire process for her. We see her a couple times make some appearances in the comics here and there, um, but we don't know a ton about where she was through the entire original trilogy. And I would really just love to see what was it like having to deal with the loss of Kanan and mm. and we know that they were at Scarif. What was happening there? I would just I would that's really what I'm hoping for. I would love to get someone like Claudia Gray or Christy Golden or some, you know, established author in the Star Wars universe to write a novel from Hera's point of view, just mm. to sort of get another point of view of what was happening. Uh, even though that is a sort of 
the original trilogy is an often explored area of the Star Wars, you know, writing universe. And I, but I, I just, I want more. So give me more. <laughs> but there's so much meat, right? You can still extract it. The, the, we're not up to the bone yet in the OG uh, trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? We got the Shuggiest of the Knights. Yes. Good night. Oh. oh. Oh, we both. It's my job. It's my job. I'm not used to it. I'm not used to it. I need to stop hitting the buttons. I, I know. Right, how are you guys doing, doing today? I'm doing hey, good. I heard, I heard one of the best Star Wars players was on your show, so I had to come and uh, see, see her, uh, Miss Laura Kelly, who I greatly admire and uh, one of the best uh, competitors right now that we have in the Schmodown. Uh, and one of the best characters too. So I, I I came, but I actually had a question, and it was about Star Wars Resistance. No, I'm I'm joking, Laura. I'm joking. <laughs> I am joking. The answer is I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my actually no, it's more of a schmodown. Uh, we I, I we haven't really got to talk to you since uh, your last match, and I just wanted to kind of ask you uh, uh, about reflecting on that match because uh, I think it's one of the greatest matches ever. Um, you played the best game really that I've ever seen other than Ace and you stayed in character all the time. And I loved it. I think that match to me is one of the best matches ever in Schmodown, but I haven't really got to hear from you about that match uh, and your reflection on it. Uh, Just wanted to get your thoughts. That's all. Um, I mean, my initial thing is that I probably need to go back and actually watch it. I don't know if I've act- I don't think I've actually watched it yet because <laughs> that's just a, that's a bullet I got to put off taking um, in, in, as long as possible. But I know I do need to go back and watch it. Um, yeah, I remember. You know, that's just that question will just haunt me for the rest of my days. As it, you know, it always is like that. The Star Wars competition is so rough that you know you really have to you have to strive for perfect as much as you can. Um, and I, I hope that I didn't let it phase me at the time. Cause you know, lo- missing a round one question that sucked. It was the first round one question I've ever missed. And it was by one point and you know, one, one number off um, that I had written down correctly, erased and changed. And I just like want to kick myself. Although I have watched, uh, the Disney Gallery series on The Mandalorian, and Dave Filoni does actually refer to Anakin as a ten-year-old boy in that series. And I'm like, <laughs> did that get planted in my head and just stay there subconsciously? Like, I should have known how I know how old every other character in the in the freaking like franchises just was one number off with Anakin. Go figure. Um, but it, yeah, it's one of those things where it's I I need to go back and actually watch it just to kind of figure out what went wrong what went right uh how do i want to change maybe how i react but it was really just keep your face as frozen and as neutral as possible um and try not to let anybody in on the fact that you are actually dying inside wow (laughs) i mean (laughs) yeah and watching that match like i i would have never known that you were thinking that because to me i thought Mm. you were just a stone cold killer in that whole in that whole situation and you play and you continued to play a great I think we even I think watching it we were commenting saying she just went perfect in round two and went perfect in round three like she's playing amazing and like to lose by one point by one year I still think you anybody on that day you beat anybody I think you I think you beat Damon on that day uh because you were just playing amazing and so I I just want to say thank you um I know it's a hard it was a hard loss but thank you from the fans because I think that really showed us about you 
and how great you are and not as, you know, not as a losing point, but more just how great you are and you are great. And uh, hu- I became a huge more fan of you because it's just amazing what you did in thank that match. You. No, that, that really made, that means so much. So really, thank you so much for saying yeah, no, that. No, no problem. And, and thank you for letting me come on and ask that question. Cause I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to ask you for so long, but I was like, I, I, we haven't got to be able to talk to you since the last time we had you on our show. Uh, so, uh, but thank you very much for just being an awesome person. Uh, great in the community. Also your good, your great tweets about star Wars. I, I love them and just about life. So I just want to say thank you, Laura. You're just a great, awesome person. Appreciate you. Thank you. Shug, that no really problem. means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Hell yeah. And, uh, and, and we're actually going to have Shug, uh, Shug here in about 10 minutes is going to be back on to wrap up the show with us talking about, uh, all the off season stuff, uh, with, with Dan and I, um, but, uh, one last thing I want to say before you do your, your, uh, your social media plugs and whatnot, uh, Laura, um, on the, that, uh, the episode, that final episode of Mandalorian, when we saw the girl power scenes and they were running through their kicking ass, I thought of you and that's not a flattering <laughs> move on my part. I really did. Um, it, yeah, it, it was great uh, to watch that in particular. But when your tweets were brought up, that's what made me think about about you in that moment was from your tweets because uh, you do put out great tweets and they make a lot of sense. And uh, uh, and it's a lot better than reading all that garbage out there. But now I'm rambling on and I can see it in Frenchie's eyes. Um, Laura Kelly, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you out on the social media? Sure, you can come follow me on Twitter. My handle is at shutup underscore Laura. Um, I'm on Instagram as well, that same handle, but not quite as active as I am on Twitter. Um, and then I host a show on YouTube with John Roca on his channel called The Jedi Way. Uh, so you can come here and talk about some sort of like big picture, big themes, usually sometimes character focused um, things in the Star Wars universe. And then my friend Alice and I have a podcast that we host called Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour, where we drink wine and talk about Star Wars and we do Star Wars trivia uh, and it's just a fun, silly time. It's a bi-weekly show. So you can check that out on uh, forcetoastpod.com. Excellent. Uh, thank you for your time very much. We appreciate it and really looking forward to seeing what unfolds for you in the draft uh, and then what comes for you in this upcoming season. And I've said it before, and and I have no shame saying it at all in public. I I have always been rooting for you to take that title away from Alex Damon, and I still am. Good luck, Laura. Good luck. Thank you. And uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, guys. It was great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Yes, ma'am. Laura Kelly, everybody. Uh, she. Uh, l- let's see what happens. That's an interesting one. We talked about it last uh, last episode, especially with uh, with Shannon putting it out on blast there that nobody better uh, better touch her, her girls there. Uh, and, and I said, now I want to see who's the first person that's going to try and take her. Uh, so this should be interesting, but, uh, we got a, we got a little segment here. This is going to be our second one. You're called, uh, just calling it hard questions for now. Uh, going to talk to Frenchie about something here. Um, now we had talked earlier this week and I kind of brought up something. Um, and I'd asked you about, you know, whether or not you thought it was a mistake to remove a faction, because I've always wanted there to be more factions um, because, well, one, I just think it would be cool to have more factions. But two, you get more players. 
Um, then it was announced that they were dropping the Droogs, so we were losing a faction, therefore losing 10 players, but we were adding people to the draft, and, and that didn't sit well with me. Then it was after that conversation that it was put out that uh, the managers' uh, factions had all agreed that they will add two members to, to their rosters, so that canceled out my argument for that. That's no longer an issue for me. But but that was my my, my question to you. Uh, was, you know, dude, did they make a mistake removing a faction? And, and I mean, you know, they did, add, it, it, to be fair, they, they did add a lot of new people still. So it might, there's a lot of people who, who aren't going to have a chance. It's an uncertain question, right? It's it's less about a perspective of, is it a bad thing? Is Did they make a mistake? It's more, uh, what is more beneficial for uh, for the Schmodown, for the viewers itself, right? Uh, on the flip side, we got less teams, so more chances to, you know, stabilize a bit the number of matches. Because we heard a lot of people complain uh, this season that, you know, uh, certain factions were, you know, uh, more more favored, they had more matches, you know, the tournaments will do that to you. But it does make it easier to, to level the playing field with eight uh, teams instead of having 10 uh, factions, I should say. Uh, it really, especially with the number of matches now that's going to be in this season, you can have a lot better uh, chance for certain factions to go up, right? And not just always playing uh, from behind because you know they, they have their uh, they're winning not as much so they have less matches and you know there's so many um, there's so many factions out there that it makes it almost impossible for them to get back up because it's not very well distributed and it makes it easier for the viewer to just follow you and me know both right there's a lot of content to, uh, to cover there's a lot of stuff. With 10 factions, at one point, it's like, okay, what's going on? Like, the 10 factions have their own Facebook pages. They have their own Twitters. And after a while, it becomes a lot. You put it to eight, you know, it's still eight. It's still a lot, but a lot less to to, 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 to follow up. It makes it easier for us and for the viewers just to know what the hell is going on. Yeah, and and now I'm a big fan. I'm 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 a big fan of sports and competition, and I'm I'm more a fan of the competition itself than I am of any in particular team or player like baseball for example is my favorite sport I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan but like above that if the Reds lose but it was a really good fucking game I'm really happy like I just love the competition side of things and and I've never really understood or, or been into like the the uh the boxing and the wrestling and the MMA style of rankings and numbers and stuff like that. And and Christian has said it before, you know, the more you win, the more you play. Therefore, if you lose, you won't play as much. And then that makes it uh, that makes it uneven as to how many matches each faction get. Because being mm. from baseball and watching football growing up every team plays the same amount of games. Therefore we know it's fair. And I've never really understood it. It, it It's always seemed a little unfair to me and you make a lot of sense and you've changed. I, I'm not, you know, I don't have a stance anymore on this one, but I just, that's where I'm at. Especially that with the, 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 the eight team, it, gives the opportunity to everyone to play more than just one match, right? If they lose, they're not penalized because they're not going to be just taken out. If they lose, they have a chance to, to redeem themselves at least one time. Uh, and that's because of the, there's only eight teams, right? 
that's almost impossible to get 10 teams because redemption for almost everyone on 10 teams is a lot harder than putting out at eight. But you could, you definitely are a lot less penalized if you don't have your first. Let's say it's a rookie that got the nerves, uh, got them, got the better of them. They can still try out a second time and not hope they'll have another match compared to have it on a nine, nine or 10 team format. Now, now let me ask you, and we'll wrap it up here with this question for you. Um, uh, is there any way to is there any way to make it so that each faction has the same amount of matches and stuff like that? Like I just I've like I've said I've never I've only grown up uh, being familiar with that that way of doing uh, sports and competition. I'm not I just that's I just I don't know if it's possible to do it that way because that's just one thing that I've always not been clear on is just. You know, it, yes, this faction is winning more, so they're playing more matches. But that's the point. Like that, then this this faction over here, they're not playing any matches because they're losing, which I understand. But I I don't know. It, it's just one of those. It's a hard question. But, that and, I, and for me, putting yeah. it at an eight kind of like not maybe solves the problem, but makes it easier to to for Christian to tweak it. Uh, to make it a bit more uh, level playing field compared to having nine or ten, it's a lot harder to tweak it because, like it or not, nine and ten, it's like you know twenty more players, right? Compared yeah. to to putting the eight, you have a lot a lot more uh, breathing room to do so uh, than having that extra you know ten or twenty players. Yeah, and and that's what I like about this little segment, man. That's they're hard questions, and especially like me. I don't, there's some stuff I don't understand and you can tell that I still don't understand some of it, but that's okay. Cause uh, that's what we do on this segment is ask those questions and just have a simple conversation about it. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Uh, for having me really quick, before you get out of here um, and go back to your cave behind scenes, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody here in uh what about 15 minutes where they can find you at? Well, we're actually uh, the Schmoes of the North, by the way. If you're not subscribed, what you do and subscribe, pre- uh, press that notification. We uh, bring out a lot of content, not just Schmoe Down. We also have the Frenchie Talks About and the Frenchie Watches. Uh, so go ahead and check that, uh, that out. Uh, that being said, in uh, around 15 minutes, we'll be on Mount, Mount Schmoe Down uh, going over Ken Knapsack's uh, career. I cannot wait uh, to, to talk with the boys at Mount Schmodown. I love their content, and we're just blessed to be on their show for this week. So that being said, bonsoir. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, sir. Louis, the Frenchie Monette, everyone. And uh, now we're going to bring Dan, and uh, Suge Knight's going to come back on here with us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, hey, Suge, how you doing, man? Thanks again for... Uh, for giving us some of your time today. And that was a very excellent question for Laura as well. No, thank you for having me on, man. Uh, it's been kind of crazy with this whole, uh, with all the Schmodown stuff. And so uh, we've been talking a lot uh, on our show. But yeah, thank you for letting me come on and ask Laura. I, I am a huge fan of Laura and everything I yeah. say to her, I mean, uh, she is one of the best people in this community. Um, I think we, we need to celebrate people like that in this community, uh, whether it's Laura Kelly, Molly Damon, um, all these competitors really are out there making sure that, uh, you know, they put good into the world. I, I don't know if you guys have watched Cobra Kai season three, but that that's one of the themes is put good into the world and it will come back to you. And I think we need to start doing that in the Schmodown community. 
We need to start propping up these people of putting good out into the world and then it'll come back to you. So I think she's one of the most amazing people uh, out there in the Snowdown community. So, uh, and shout out to my man, Frenchie. I love that guy too. He's an amazing person too. And make sure to check out Schmodown of the North uh, and all their good content and Mount Schmodown and this, and this uh, speaking of the Schmodown, uh, everyone's doing a great job, man. Especially J- Jay Wade, Don, you guys are doing X or Dean, Don, sorry. Uh, but you guys are all doing excellent. Hey, you, know, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> so, Dan's easy. I like that about him. <laughs> oh, well, not too easy. I do have a price. <laughs> there you go. Everybody has a price. Um, well, so, there's uh, a difference between easy and cheap. So uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Hey, Shug, we want to we want to talk to you a little bit about some of this offseason stuff. You know, we've got a lot of people who have been added to the draft, a lot of newbies, um, uh, some people I've never heard of, some people I've vaguely heard of. Um, and I mean, as far as offseason free agency rumors, there's so much going around that I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, yeah. But uh, you guys, but I will say that you guys are putting out some hot, hot fire tweets about free agency. Uh, Rumors you've been hearing that that I will say for the record, obviously are not real rumors, uh, but yeah. that's the point, and it's really great. I've been enjoying reading those. Um, but yeah, what do you think about fun. what's happened on this off season so far in the incoming class of uh, of newbies? Well, I'll start off with this. Uh, yeah, we've been having fun with the tweets just to make it light and hearty because it's been some. Uh, it's been a, it, this year was a crazy year for us. Um, and how serious it got. So we wanted to take a, a non-serious approach to this offseason. Well, that it, it, it was having fun, and then we got an anonymous anonymous tip last night. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the show or if you guys have went on the website, uh, but uh, there is there is a big rumor out there that Bateman will be trying to go back to the exchange and um, that Dagnino is trading some assets to get to the dungeon to get the number one pick. Um, And so, yeah, so what we're assuming is for Bateman to come back to exchange, uh, Finstock exchanging uh, picks to Kaiser to get that number one pick in order to get a partner for Bateman forming two super teams. So we know the other super team. Well, we know Roca is going to be back in with the exchange. So okay. we're assuming that it might be Craig the Barbarian. So you can see maybe Andrew Guy going to exchange the team with Bateman. You could possibly see Ben Goddard. You can see Lon Harris, Oyama. There's names being thrown out there that can go that can go join with Bateman at, in the Infinite Exchange. And if you get a second player, now you have three singles players and an IG player in Craig who's pretty good. And you just pick up a Star Wars player, you probably can get Demolanta in the second round or something, um, and form your team from there. So that's just a rumor we we heard. Um, the the uh, uh, David Sakurai had reported that Bateman was interested with uh, Exchange and the Den. We're kind of hearing now, possibly the Den is not a thing. We're not sure. We've heard the Dungeon is a thing. So a lot of rumors. This can all be smokescreen. This can all be true. We, uh, you know, our source, our our source, our sources are really uh, keep. They can only give us minimal uh, stuff. <laughs> so uh, we're we're being very uh, cautious with what we put out there, just just in case. Uh, but that was the big thing we heard last night. And then uh, 
So I don't know today. Sack Ryder talked about uh, possibly Snyder going to the exchange. So that would be interesting if Snyder went to exchange. Did you Bateman. see Christian's retweet about that? Yeah, I saw yeah, that. yeah. Just and see, and that's and that's where you sit there and go, okay, is this true? Uh, is this not true? Like, where where is it actually? You know, going. You know, uh, is is somebody putting this information out there to throw off the real story? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, you know, so um. Uh, so we're just trying to uh, we're trying to see what happens. But let's be honest, we don't know what's going to happen until uh, January 22nd, to be honest with you, until the day that someone gets on screen and says, you know, I'm, I will be playing for this team. We actually don't know. All we know is Shannon has her uh, her three picks already. And that's all we know. So we don't know. As far as new people, there's um, the the Rager. Uh, is a big name right now that's out there. Uh, I, he he did a uh, he did a uh, interview with uh, uh, Spin from the Wheel. He's going to be on some other shows. I know he's going to be with us on January twenty second. Um, there is Beth May, who who uh, really won over uh, the Facebook group uh, with her uh, putting some stuff out there. Uh, there's Brother Loomis, mm-hmm. uh, who I think character wise is probably going to be amazing. Uh, you have um, Josh Robert Thompson. You have obviously um, Paul. Uh, I forgot his name. I know it's Paul. I just don't remember his last name. The one from Cobra Kai, and uh, he did. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, him. Hauser. Uh, yes, Paul Weiser Hauser. Uh, he. Uh, he's a big name. There's a lot of YouTubers. Uh, there's a, a, a YouTube a couple named Sunny and Cat who yeah. I've watched their Mandalorian uh, reviews. So I'm wondering if they're going to be Star Wars players because they're into Star Wars. Um, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a, yeah, so that's, that, that'll be cool I, to expand out, uh, yeah. out of the border. That's yeah. And I, I think Kelly, like what advice would you give for two rookies uh, who are coming? Yeah. I, I saw a few names that from their reactions, but that doesn't mean that they would be in the Star Wars. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're going to be playing Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. We don't, we don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's also, still a yeah. It's still a possibility, but we're, but like, uh, like Jay said, they're, they're in Denmark. So I don't know what they're committing to. Um, there is um, some fan leaguers in, in the that were announced because uh, I know from so far Christian has announced three fan audition tapes that made it, which I think is Brother Loomis, uh, the Rager, and I think Beth May, but I'm not sure. I don't the think rest I- have been YouTube. The rest have been YouTubers. The re- and um, the rest have been YouTubers and uh, people. Um, um, people. Uh, just people around the space, actors like Josh Robert Thompson and stuff like that. Um, so it's very exciting. Uh, I heard you guys talking about what the question was, uh, you know, reducing the teams to eight. Uh, but Christian did up the amount of players you can, so you can have twelve. Yeah. Um, the interesting part of all the interesting part of all of this is we know when the draft happens, the top twenty-four players are going to be gone. So we know that because everyone's going to take three players. There's eight teams, 24. So we know that there's going to be a couple left that are, we know them from Schmodown. After that, it's a crapshoot of who you get. It's going to be, who do you think has potential? Who do you think can, can play trivia wise? Who do you think has a good character? Uh, things like that. I think one of, that's one of the reasons Christian put out this thing because as much as we love the Schmodown, we love the, the trivia we we have been missing some of the character aspect. Hey, Brandon Buck, that's my buddy right there. 
we we have been missing the the character aspect uh, in the in the showdown um, because of all the um, all the digital matches and everything like that. And so I think that's what Christian's attempt was is to get more character in the showdown while hoping that they 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 are good at trivia. Uh, so that is going to be a huge thing um, coming up this season. Um, I'm excited as hell. It's going to keep us busy. Um, I'm not looking forward to that because I go to school, I work, I got kids and I do this podcast. So I'm going to be, I'm not going to get any sleep. Um, but it's exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, like you said, Jay Wade, uh, Jay Wade, uh, you were talking about the sports aspect. I am a big sports fan. I am huge into boxing, UFC. So I get all the ranking stuff. I get where Christian's coming from as far as you got to win to keep going. Um, and I just think that's that's just normal. Like if traditional sports, baseball, basketball, football, yeah. you know, you have a set schedule. Um, I think it's hard to do that as far as a factions because you can say, hey, a minimum is you're going to get 20 matches. That's a minimum. Uh, whether you continue to win those matches will determine how many matches you get. I think Christian has said that to the managers. Like you're going to get a minimum of these matches. If you win them, you keep you keep playing. If you get to the point where you're just not winning, I can throw you a couple matches here or there, but you're not going to get the premier matches. You're not going to get the, you know, the 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 match like every single matches. It's also going to depend on if he gets a studio. What is he what is he going to do with Twitch? You know, the 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 rumor is is he's going to have the minor league. Is he going to do Star Wars on Twitch, which would help people like uh, uh, Sunny and Cat from Denmark, where you say, okay, you're a Star Wars player, so you can do we'll have Star Wars matches on Twitch, so they don't have to travel. Because I know he doesn't want to do teams on on uh, on um, digital anymore. He's yeah. done with yeah. that. Um, so do they have already have a studio? You know, there's been there's been rumors that he's going to get a studio, and in two days he's going to film as many team matches as he can. That makes a lot of sense, you know. Uh, so there's a lot of things that that there's a lot of wheels moving. It's all dependent on COVID. It's all depending on this vaccine and being safe. Because I know that's a big thing with Christian. He wants to make sure that we're that we're safe, that his players are yeah. safe, nobody gets sick. Um, but uh, you know that we, I think teams matches are not going to happen till later in the year. Uh, so I look to see like Star Wars being on digital, singles being on digital, things like that. But it, it's still going to be an exciting time. The draft is going to be amazing. Uh, you know, make sure to look out for all that stuff um, and just keep your eyes on Twitter, man, because you, you're seeing a lot of information. You're seeing a lot of people tweet stuff, um, and you got to decipher. Who's telling the yep. truth? Who's lying? Uh, who's throwing smoke screens? Who's uh, misdirection? Things like that. And so, uh, what are you? I mean, what are you guys thinking about this? I'll stuff? take this first because that, you mentioned the tweet about uh, Snyder going to the exchange. I don't believe that's true because one, Roxy is the only one who I think can manage Schneider. One, number two, Schneider was the uh, I think he was the top one of the top point earners for the for the stars. Now they're now called the stars. And number one was Alec Damon. So you want to keep Jeff Snyder because he is basically your biggest point earner at this point. So that's, yeah, one, well, reasons, that's one of the reasons why I don't think that Jeff is going to keep the rock stars or the stars at this point. Yeah, and last night we were talking about it on our show and uh, Ferris who said, uh, you know, that um, why would you 
why would you? Uh, why would Jeff Snyder drop the belt? And you said, well, Roxy's been one of the people to manage him. The other was Tom Dagnito. Do you remember Tom Dagnito when he was in the Lions Den with Snyder? They won a belt. He he's been able to, he's been he's been able to coach Snyder. One of people that Snyder do respect and and actually is good friends with is John Roca. So I I think yes, Roxy is a big point to where Snyder goes. Um, obviously, but then we were talking about last night. If he goes, he has to drop the belts. So yeah. is he willing to drop the belts to go back after him? That is mm-hmm. the question because he's not going to be able to get a number one contender spot right away. Uh, with whoever he teams with, so it's it's all dependent on he's if he feels like hey I could drop these belts, but I can I can get them back within them two months or when teams start up, so I'm not worried. So that that's the big question. Um, but I I, I, I agree with you. I don't think those rumors are true. They might be smokescreen. That's it. like I said. It, the problem is we're not allowed to tell our sources. You know, our sources yeah. tell us stuff, and they say don't tell, don't say it was me that told you this. So then you got to say okay. And put it out there. Yeah. Well, where are these sources coming from? You know, did Zack Ryder get this from Jeff Snyder? Did Zack Ryder get this from from Ben Bateman? Did Zack Ryder get this from Gucci? You know, did he get it from Roxy? Was Roxy thinking about not taking Snyder? We don't know. You know, that's the thing. Wow. And so, until like I said, January twenty second, when it all goes down, we'll get more answers. We'll get who was throwing smokescreen. We'll get who was putting out these fake rumors or, or were they true rumors? You know, cause I, like I said, I had heard, I had stuff about the den last month, which was nuts. Uh, who are, they were trying to go. After. And, and, and Kate came on, Kate came on our show for the Schmodown spectacular and was talking about, she wanted to, she was going to draft Marisol and tell Marisol to or not draft her, put uh, lock her up as a, as a three, as one of her three to trade to, to trade to uh, Shannon. And so we thought that's what was going to happen, but we don't know. Like I said, we don't know. So, yeah. Um, Dan, you got any final words before we wrap it up here today? Oh, uh, no, I think we can just wrap it up because, uh, but thank you for, uh, I was going to ask you, don't we have, don't, don't each manager, isn't a three man, each manager allowed to have three, sign on three competitors to answer that? Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's all I wanted to ask, but you answered that. So. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, Suge, uh, thank you again for joining us and talking about some of this stuff with us. Uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you at on the social media and what's going on with Let's Get Ready? Yeah, you can you can find me at Suge Knight three two three on uh, Twitter. Uh, I send out a lot of dumb tweets. I'm always I usually misspell everything, so part of my grammar. Uh, but uh, as far as Let's Get Ready, we're now let's now we're our channel is now known as the Let's Get Ready Network. Uh, that we still have the Let's Get Ready Talk Show on podcast, but we have a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the holocron that Bador does. We have the the, uh, the highlights sports show that me and Ferris do. We have we have the double feature coming back. We have a lot of cool stuff that we're going to be doing this year, not only with Schmodown but with other uh, uh, content as far as uh, you know, just other things that we want to do because it's just fun to talk. I could sit here and talk to you guys for hours about Schmodown, but we could sit here and talk about sports. You know, I, I would talk uh, baseball with Jay Wade because I love. I'm a Dodgers fan, so I love sports. I can talk comic books. We talk. So I want to do more. We're going to do more stuff like that on our channel. Uh, but yeah, check, make sure to uh, let's uh, check out. Let's get ready network uh, on Twitter. That's a lot of where our tweets are coming from and the, and our new website uh, yeah. at let's get ready uh, network. It's awesome. Uh, Adelia uh, is doing an amazing job. Uh, uh, backstage, I even brought up one of her articles to reference. So make sure if you want to hear about the Smodown stuff, check that out. 
Yeah. Yeah. I can't agree more on that statement about the article, especially man, uh, or the, uh, uh, the the internet uh, site. I'm I'm old, dude. I don't know what these kids call these <laughs> things, internet website things. Uh, but no, I checked it out, and yeah, it looks great. It looks great. Um, Dan, where can people find you at, man? You can find me on Twitter at Dan Dolinsky. Simple as that. Excellent. And if you'd like to, you can follow me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is the letter J, W-A-D-E-1134. Also follow the Jcast network, please. That would be awesome. Subscribe, uh, rank, all that stuff. You can find me on the uh, uh, the anchor and all that stuff. I don't like said I'm old. I don't know what you kids are into these days. Just look around. You'll find me on something, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, thank you again, Shug. Dan, thank you. And until next week, everybody, have a great and safe week. You want to hear something funny? The mic wasn't on that whole time. No way. Yeah, for real. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So smooth.